Welcome to Season 2 of the Digital Transformationists Podcast, where we get curious together about what technology is teaching us about human ingenuity, resilience, and the mysterious force that magnetizes us towards connection with one another. Join our host, Christian Lane, founding partner of Precipio Consulting, co-host G-Love, Grammy-nominated artist, and our incredible guests as we embark on a journey to better understand technology's role in amplifying connection between us all. We'll hear from technologists, practitioners, revolutionaries, innovators, environmentalists, artists, and more, all sharing their experiences with technology and how it's affected their lives and industries. We're excited to kick off this new chapter with an amazing guest, filmmaker Emmett Malloy, half of the groundbreaking creative team, the Malloy Brothers. Emmett and his brother Brendan are responsible for some of the most iconic music videos with some of the best and biggest brands in the world. Emmett's unique talents and vision have led him to work on the cutting edge of advertising, creating sublime campaigns with the most important global brands. His latest work is the incredible documentary, Biggie, I Got a Story to Tell, based on original recordings and interviews with family and friends of the legendary rapper The Notorious B.I.G., and is available worldwide on Netflix. In this episode, we connect with Emmett on the artistic process in the age of digital transformation, managing creative teams, working with family, and find out who's best to work with, actors or athletes. Hey, Garrett. Good morning. Good to see you again. Here hey, Christian. Good to see you, man. Yeah, dude. Uh, season two. It's been two. a minute. Season yeah. two. Kick it off. A big one today. Indeed. <laughs> well, and I got to say, I, I'm just, I'm so excited to actually meet and interview Emmett Malloy. Like, geez, that's so awesome. Yeah, and I'm excited to uh, meet and talk to somebody that I actually know him and know something about what he does. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, just to kind of bring folks up to speed, right? Like this, this podcast is a lot about, you know, the, the digitization of work. And what we're trying to do is, is catch up with folks in, in various industries and spaces and, and learn about, you know, what they do, how they do it, some of the process side of things, but also how they leverage technology. And, you know, to that end, uh, I'm curious, and gee, this is something you haven't spoken with surprisingly, but you know, there's a process to everything, right? There's steps that you go through to, to bring value and add uh, some amount of value to a consumer, whether it's a product or a service or, or what it might be, whatever it might be. And through that process, um, you know, there's things that are inherently good for a person in terms of like how they want to do something. Uh, but then there's also ultimately just, you know, the goal of getting quality out. What's, what's your process like when you write, you know, what are the, what are the five steps you go through or something? Ooh, um, it's, it's, I think the first step is kind of, um, capturing, um, capturing, you know, kind of, um, pure inspiration. Um, so just keeping your ears open for, you know, words, sounds, melodies, and just always having the ability to, to jot them down and record them. So I'll record a hook or I'll record, um, something you or Emmett could have said, and mm -hmm. then I'll put that in my phone and have that as, as in like a, in like a vault of ideas. All right. So and that's then, the first digitization step is just that quick uh, recording of it. That's right. And then cool. the second step is um, kind of making the time to sit down to um, actually go through those ideas and kind of mine through the ideas and then, you know, take the ones that actually are good and then kind of explore them and expand on them. Uh, and then again, it's just letting it flow, letting it all out. 
that'd be the second step. And then the third okay. step would be kind of honing in on it. If you do have a good idea, you know, taking the time to really edit, self-edit, and keep on working the song, you know, kind of grooming the song over and so over iterating again. Iterating over and over again, yeah. yeah. And okay. then you kind of um, chop the fat. And then the, the next step would be to get it to performance level. So just pr practicing over and over again. And the final step would be that if everything is, if you all that work, you take it to the studio, you take it to your your record label and your management, and then they tell you, well, this is either going on the record or not. <laughs> <laughs> and then and that becomes this like massive set of processes, right? I mean, that's once you get on a record, then it's all about how you get the record out and how you promote it. And wow, fascinating. Yeah, so that's kind of a and actually it's funny, Emmett's listening, but he's helped me through that process, you know, about a million times and it's been oh, a wonderful well, part of our relationship. Well, very cool. Let's, let's bring Emmett in. Uh, as y'all know, Emmett, uh, has recorded and put together amazing music videos for, for so many of our favorites ads, some feature length, uh, documentary, um, a great movie, a great film. Let's bring Emmett in. Come oh, on hey in, Emmett. guys. Oh, hey, guys. <laughs> Howdy. Good morning. Hey, Em. I love how Garrett still, uh, you know, <laughs> makes me think like I really helped that much on his records, you know, when actually he does all the artistic stuff. And for once, I just get to sit and be more of a cheerleader, you know? <laughs> well, nice. yeah. I mean, I, honestly, uh, yeah, just it's not true because you, you really do. Uh, You've helped me immensely through so many uh, creative processes, yeah. even 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 sometimes as as just a positive reinforcement, um, you know, because that's that's a, one of the things I've always enjoyed working with with Emmett, um, because you know he's my you know record boss, but uh, Brushfire Records, um, the the record label that uh, Emmett started with uh, Jack Johnson and mm -hmm. Josh Nicotra, mm -hmm. you know, was basically all formed by creatives right so uh -huh. uh, that was a wonderful uh situation for me to to get guidance from someone that is is a creative person you know yeah very and thanks, guy. yeah yeah <laughs> side gig <laughs> yeah. cool well it's good to be on here guys you know yeah. i mean i it's certainly you. uh you know whatever let's let's walk through it i'm curious where, where where you guys want to begin i was going to say I, i'm curious about your your process uh, you know you and your brother collaborate a lot you got uh, your own you know venture in terms of your, your production house I, I, I guess is a way of putting it um talk us through your process how you collaborate with your brother are there any technologies yeah. that you're using that help you and then from there we can kind of dive into some other aspects of, of production yeah, I mean, certainly, you know, my brother and I have been working together this whole, you know, whole run on planet Earth, you know, from, uh, you know, we've always been a bit of a package deal. Um, so we we have our, our own, you know, kind of, uh, I guess, just by this point, just human nature way of operating with one another. And we have this beautiful relationship that you get through the course of time mm -hmm. with somebody that you're you're with and you'll always be with that we kind of have we can flex it any way we want you know there's there's certain jobs where we truly need each other and some commercials or um, real busy music videos you're real lucky to have two directors and you're really using every bit of both of them 
And others, you know, you kind of feel like, ah, this one's a good one for me. This one hits more my sensibilities because, you know, although we're partners and I think we have great instincts to know what each other would want and always appreciate another mind in the mix, um, you know, we're real different. If you hung out with us, you'd be like, wow, you guys are real different. Even those who work with us, you know, always kind of, oh, you sound alike, but you, you don't act much alike, you know, and, and that's part of the joy of it is that there are those differences. So there's more ideas and more instincts to, you know, kind of have in the mix. And there's also just times where you can, as brothers, be free. You know, we have a partnership that's not mm. bound to anything, just our, our, we're, we're truly <laughs> locked in. So we get to kind of, you know, define it uh, all along the way we want. And, you know, me being the older brother, you know how that goes, you know, <laughs> oh, yeah. I always got the front seat. <laughs> I didn't call him first, but oh, he knows so that too. So he's like, I don't want his bossy ass on this job. <laughs> going to block him out. So we have a real open thing, but it's, it's such a um, tough business, you know, in the sense of to keep your morale right and always feel, cause it's so darn competitive. Mm. Um, it's just nice to have a brother there to always, uh, make it feel like a more of a family thing and it, it keeps us real grounded in a pretty uh you know i'd call it just a pretty competitive and hard business at times yeah mm. yeah i can uh i can relate my brothers and i have been in business together for for quite a while yeah and, uh, we've done really well at it and to your point like it's i can't imagine not being in business with my brothers actually because to totally. large to large extent we're writing our own rules as best we can you know yeah that's the of beauty fun. of it and i think i've kept that across by working with the best friend and garrett right. again i think our friendship was in place long before the work you know and mm -hmm. and somehow and jack will attest to the same thing and garrett really the same thing as well we, we've kind of always done that and that is very unique and, mm -hmm. and something that people always comment on. Oh man, I feel it. I'm like, yeah, cause it is and right. we're like we're <laughs> families and my mom's Family doing vibes. the catering, you know? Okay. Uh, <laughs> so we, we've uh, done it, but you know, the cool thing is I think we've done it at the highest of levels. And, mm. and that's what I like is that we can front this. Ah, we just, you know, we're just cruising, but we get after it and, and right. we, we, you yeah. know, we want to be there, you know, we want to be there creatively and we want to be there, especially as I work in commercials that are driven by the modern, you know, whatever's happening at the moment mm. from the products themselves and also just how you're going to capture them. You know, you yeah. have clients and agencies that are depending on you to hit this cross platform thing where we can entertain on every device. And so you have to be thinking of that. And even as I get a bit older, if you're not staying current on those things, um, you're, you're not winning. And I, geez, I just did a film with Netflix and again, yeah. always creative first, but analytics was the name of the game. Okay when I was making that and I felt that through the last, you know, few years is just like, you know, as much as I like to sit there and preach, oh, we're going to shoot it on film and get all analog. Like that only goes so far, you know, yeah, I, I had to have a, a well-rounded 
um, game in, in both areas of my work and, and progress with them all along the way while keeping this antique spirit. Right. So um, to produce a, a, a commercial right now or even a, a video or whatever it might be, like you're having to think about um, many different types of media, media devices that you're going to actually publish through, right? Um, do you have like some like long running checklist of like, make sure that this particular composition will work these three ways or this composition work for these other things? Like how do you keep all that in your head or or into a team dynamic? You sniff it, um, according to like who you're working with, you know, you feel it right as we're coming out of the gates, you know, like if you're some jobs, you're really talking about all creative language. And you feel like, well, okay, man, this guy's, you know, we're kindred spirits here and we're talking about anamorphic lenses and film <laughs> and, and he's really wanting to know things about uh, your own experience of the past, something I did that he's really hooked in on and sure. he's wondering how, and I'm like, oh, that one's all on film and you're seeing it light up. And then other ones, you're feeling this campaign where right when you sign on, you are you know, going to be doing this elaborate campaign that that is, you know, just as concerned about people watching it on their phone as they are uh, in a movie theater. And so you have to somehow protect for all of that. And and those are really hard. And it's hard, too, because sometimes people get um, lose sight and they often focus on the one thing that maybe people will be most casual with or possibly just only for ABC or something because ESPN Mm. is also with ABC and there's, we got to make sure that it can play on the phone. And, and so suddenly you're protecting for like this frame that basically is like the, you know, the vertical watch on your phone. So it's just like a square, you know? So suddenly you're protecting for this and you're like, guys, we are prioritizing this wrong, you know? I'd rather just say, let's just make sure we can squeak by on that and keep our priority on like, you know, the film, the thing we've been talking about. Otherwise it's too limiting, I suppose. Yeah. Oh, it's too limiting. And, and nobody, yeah, you're just only, you're literally looking at like a portrait, you know? So if you're on a wide shot, you're like, literally we're down to like the two actors and I don't want to phone it in like that. I want to make sure the frame's great. And, and treat it like that because then you can narrow in. But the thing is there, they, sometimes they get lost in the like, um, you know, I think the, it, to me, it's an overplay on the digital stuff where you're like, okay. man, you know, that's, you know, we were doing a lot to make everything look good. So can we get back there and then we'll find a way, I'll make sure we're thinking. And, you know, just sometimes they can't, go there and 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 you get stuck in this you know kind of narrow tunnel and and again as a commercial director you're a bit of a hired gun and and you you gotta trust them yeah you know you're like the quarterback that just gotta lead everybody down the field and and if the pass and your electric plays aren't working you just start handing the ball up the gut you make make that work you're like well you know, okay, that's that. We're going to just kind of slug it out here. And, you know, because if you fight it, it's hopeless. You know, yeah. you just can't. You're not there. Some you fight. The art 
if I'm on a big Nike ad and we're like, we're, we're feeling we're, you know, you're doing more of a film, you're, you're fighting back and everybody likes it. They're like, yeah, I like directors that okay. you know, are like that. That's the directors I grew up like and the ones that just were outrageous. And you're okay. like, oh my God, it's amazing. <laughs> but maybe I can figure out my own style of that. And, you know, ultimately you just gotta figure out what character everybody wants, but you gotta be aware of this digital era. I mean, I, I just to give you guys a little, I kind of came up in a cool era and Garrett, you, you too, where we were transitioning from analog mm. to oh, yeah. digital, you know? So as an editor, I was an editor. I began for, <laughs> I feel like it was under a year that I was doing tape to tape stuff. Wow. Mm -hmm. it, it was real crazy and laborious. And, and then the avid came in and that's right. When I met you, Garrett, when we had that house mm. in Venice, I bought an avid that was like the price of a house. Wow. <laughs> I had to like lease it and everything, but I, that was real lucky timing because I got to like come up and I, I was, I learned that technology and was able to just leapfrog all the so, old school editors right out of the gates. Yeah. Is, there, is there any like, um, is there any benefit to going or do you ever go back to the tape actually making cuts on the tape? Um, yeah, shoot, I, I, I don't think so, Garrett. You know, okay. I think I, I definitely get it on shooting film and some of those disciplines, like the in-camera thing, uh -huh. much like cutting a record to tape, just the the commitment to to that. But the editing world, I couldn't ever think of a one perk of doing it okay. um, <laughs> right. to tape because you don't have to, like in right. the, in, in the studio, there's, you know, I guess even still probably right now, right? You cut it to tape and then throw it all on a computer yeah, and then yeah, maybe for sure. go back to it. But yeah. there is, I can't, there is no advantages. I mean, it, it's just, it's been wiped out completely. Wow. Yeah. It's, it's, it's amazing. It's just kind of nineties into the rest of the, into the rest yeah. of, the, of your life. Gen <laughs> Generation <laughs> X saw it happen, right? Yeah. Agreed. Come on. Oh, uh, so like, when you know uh, you know you i know you're a huge sports fan and, and you're you're a heck of a basketball player like what's i mean you know what's it been like to work on these huge projects and, and is there i mean obviously you know you hang out with a lot of famous people and work with a lot of famous people uh who who's gotten you starstruck oh, is, it, is it the athletes is it the athletes I, yeah, I don't know. I think I've hit athletes and musicians, been starstruck, you know, heavily by both. Um, I, I think that for me, athlete-wise, I was definitely most excited to meet Kevin Durant. I think uh -huh. when I got to meet him, it just felt like somebody that, you know, how whatever, I just, our circles weren't passing. And he was just a young star, really, that I was just so enamored to meet and just, yeah, I agreed. Hook him horns. Hook him and we horns. got to shoot him in Texas, <laughs> in his Texas shirt. That's how early we caught him. So that one kind of, I was fascinated by it. I never got to kind of work with the guy a lot as he was really like came into the league as the guy and then grew. That was real exciting and, and just kind of interesting to me to meet someone like that. Certainly LeBron, same way. Um, he meeting him was quite different. When I met KD, it was like we were just hanging out, 
it was just him and a few buddies and they reminded me of like my nephews you know, mm-hmm. just way oh, different in physical stature, but they had like backpacks on <laughs> okay. and like, you know, like uh, extra medium <laughs> shirts and they were like eating uh, Reese's Pieces. And I was like, oh my gosh. Can't do that anymore. And when I met LeBron, it was kind of like meeting Obama. It was very much like yeah. I had to get debriefed and then I, I went in there. But I will say the maybe the most nerve wracking moment I've ever had of that was I had that long road to meet LeBron. I did the commercial where he came back to Cleveland, um, right. where the whole city of Cleveland, it was a black and white one. And they ask about that. got together and I really had the, truly had the whole city of Cleveland so, you know, wow. on that. But yeah. meeting that one just cool story about that. And then, then, then I'll take your questions. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> they, uh, you know, I, I shot all the fan stuff the week before. So I was there for five days just shooting. Oh, okay. And I was like, wow, this is going to be so good. I cannot believe this. And I started to just think I didn't even need LeBron. Like I was like, this is so good. Wow. I don't even need it. So I, I just lost the LeBron thing altogether in my mind and was making this thing that was so easy, a passionate fan, yeah. you know, related Community. thing with this emotional storyline. And then, then LeBron shows up the next week and, and I got debriefed so crazy where I was in every, I was so nervous, you know, wow. all the Nike people, the White and Kennedy people, the LB, you know, the LeBron camp, they were all there. It was an intense vibe, wow. but I had already shot like this, what felt like an award-winning commercial with nobody but these people so I went finally got in there and LeBron like was had just put on his first day with the Cleveland jerseys and they were all yo these you know they were like tripping out on the jerseys okay and uh it was real exciting and then I played him this six-minute film that I worked all week editing I had just such a great editor a guy who works with David Fincher all the time and um and and I got to show him that, and I had you know that was insane to sit wow. there and watch it and him have him like hitting Kyrie like oh you checking this out okay. <laughs> I was like, oh my god I just felt like you wow. know when I walked in That's I was so like how am I gonna get there and then I showed him this and we were there and then he went out cool. and just I did I had no issues getting great emotions out of him because I wow. he he knew what he had to get into cool. so. For the listener, do a quick search on Google, uh, Nike together, Malloy, watch the video. It's phenomenal. I mean, you, you guys pulled together like thousands of people into mm-hmm. this video. Yeah, correct. That was a, um, you know, the city was so excited, um, for it, you know, like, um, you know, kind of began as this one where I had all these, I mean, I shot so much stuff on that. I shot mechanics, you know, like I really went into their world and wow. in the end, Cause I was worried the, the huddle thing would maybe get a little corny. You know, uh, I was feeling it, it, like, man, yeah. is this going to feel corny? Like, so I was uh, out shooting like a whole nother city of Cleveland spot with like getting into these amazing worlds and having people there. And then they would walk out cause I was paranoid of it. And then when I got the crowds together and we started and I had a megaphone and I was like, literally like, I'd be like, can we shut down this bridge? They're all boom. And and then I would just go out there with a the megaphone. And this is, you know, this is something where you can say, Hey, you know, 
I'm good at getting in, getting people behind me, ex- getting them excited. As Garrett said, I get excited myself. So when mm. I'm feeling it, you know, I'm out there with the megaphone, hyping everybody up and getting them psyched. And then all of a sudden they just took over. And then, wow. so then I was like, wow, the spot just transformed. And I was just all of a sudden just riding that energy the wow. whole day. And they, they got it. They were like, oh yeah, like we're really say you know we're really coming together and we're gonna win it this year and it got real crazy people were crying and um it just got real authentic and then 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 once i light that up that's all i try to do i either get access or a hot moment and then things are awesome yeah or you don't and then you gotta muscle through it and just make Make something make something pretty good you know that everybody's like yeah that was cool but it's not the memorable ones. You only got a handful of memorable ones, you know? Yeah. yeah. Wow. It's, wow. it's, uh, wow. That's, uh, that's, that's really interesting to hear you say that. Cause it's, uh, I mean, it's, it's in a way, in a sense, you're, you're directing, but you're, you're, you're performing. It's like, it's, yeah. it's almost like a, sh- it's like a show, right? It's like you're, you, you have like a euphoric, like if one is like hitting like that, it's almost like a euphoric moment, huh? Yeah, that, that is, I think, you know, more than um, say where we might differ Garrett for sure, because I, I'm notice I'm not, you know, I think what, what it, it is, it is performance. Cause you are performing with them, you know, mm. like I got to show them yeah. I'm as into it as they right. are. Yeah. yeah you bring but it's all, it just feeds off of one another. You know, right. all I need to know is that like, I got something, something hot is happening and I'm like, so into it, you know? Wow. And, and when it's not, you just, it, it, unfortunately, you just have to sit back and operate at a different, like, sort. it's like a different discipline. You're like mm. kind of more thinking for them. You're like, mm. well, shit, man, this isn't working. So you're already got like, what do I do to get something better here? And you're, you're suddenly you go into this real complex place where you're like thinking like an editor, you're like, well, right. okay, how am I going to get enough to get by here? And, and they're like, those are the two lanes that I travel down. Like, you know, wow. really getting to be a fly on the wall or really having to be aggressive with leadership. Right. Wow. So on the editing side, maybe we can get a little more specific on yeah. some of this. Uh, I guess I'm curious, you've got, well, in general, you have the, the production of a mu- uh, music video or commercial kind of short length format versus a full length feature like uh, 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 the Biggie story and, uh, and Tribes of Pals Veritas. That's like a ton of content. How do you manage and organize? Do you like have like a labeling system? Like how, how do you actually track all that and pull it all together? Well, you know, I'm old school, so it's just in my head. You know, okay. like if we shoot it, I know it and I'm super aware of it. And as an editor, I'm always able to call back and you know one thing and garrett i'm sure you can attest when you can communicate well to your engineer and they feel they know they got a good shorthand with you 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 get a lot of good back and forth and you're in a great place and the the camaraderie and the work relationship is real solid you know nowadays with i have multiple projects going on at once um you know i just lean on good teams you know Mm -hmm. i lean on great assistant editors who I often have the best relationship with through the whole course of a film. The person who's going to, you know, kind of always be there to make sure that everything's in play when I Mm -hmm. show up. And so we can get real effective 
you know, my time is limited. I've got a family. Right. I've got so much, you know, just life. I, I, I want to yeah. surf more than ever now. And uh, those things, when I get in there, I want to, for an hour, really get after it. And, yep. you know, um, the Tribes one, you know, being a low budget film, shooting in 20 days. Um, oh, 20 days. Wow. I only had so much. You yeah. know, like that, I just wish I had more. The whole time Ooh. I was like, man, I wish I had just more. I wish I got a real uh, process on that one. You know, I did. I, I was, I look back on that film and I'm very impressed by what we pulled off. I, I, was great. I I'd never made something so emotional that mm. wasn't like a real thing, you know? Yeah. Right. And so for me, that was like, as a director, you're just looking for ways to make you feel like you've progressed that you you've got another like weapon in your shed and um you can sit maybe at a different table you know and as a director you get you constantly get labeled oh you're more that guy mm -hmm. or you're that guy and you're not man i don't you get pigeonholed come on man yeah. you got more <laughs> i'm more than that. hard here <laughs> yeah but on biggie it was overwhelming you know so much content the four years yeah. insane and and wow. so many places where we hit uh, walls, you know, where we just had to pivot completely. Like, oh, that guy said we can't use his footage, footage anymore. What? I based What's the, the whole, backup? How do you? You know, oh, yeah. yeah. And so you suddenly you have to like kind of start over in a way, you know, because you're redefining that was kind of like maybe a real pillar and suddenly that pillar's gone. So you have to restructure wow. um, the house. So that one was crazy. Went through two editors, like, you know, just through the span of the time, I like used a guy to the max and then he had to move on to another oh, project so and then okay. kind of went a full journey with another editor. Wow. And we got to utilize both both editors work, but the length of time was like a double film sure. um, wow. for anything that I had done to date. That was a, so, a double down. Let me ask you this, given that, you know, I got a story to tell, it's a story. Did, did going through a chronological kind of approach help or create other challenges? Um, yeah, like I, I think what what was tough in that one is just, you know, the whole first 20 years of his life, there isn't any footage. I had wow. like, you know, a handful of photos so, yeah. by that right. point, you mm. know? So it's more like that. Once I got over that feeling and I went to Jamaica and I shot like, oh, right. oh okay, I got something different. I don't you even had, know you had what to create I had. that. Yep. I, I kind of felt I had somewhere to go with that film, you know, because you just pitch these things, you know, I'm in Netflix yeah. and you're just selling, <laughs> you're just selling this brochure and I haven't sure. built the resort yet, you know, so oh, I'm okay. like, so I'm like, vision and credibility. This thing and yeah. you have so much passion and you're leaning on this, these, you know, phone calls with his mom and all these things mm. that I, think are good ideas and i've sold them now to the biggest studio in the world nice they thought they were good <laughs> ideas and then you sit down and you're like whoa man i i you know what am i putting on screen you know right. what am i going to put on screen and 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 then then that moment of panic hits and then that's usually where you begin you know and that's that's kind of where that yeah. film began but the crazy part was just when i began in jamaica it felt so like wow i was just spraying down good footage you know everywhere everything i did just felt really good mm. and the interview with the mom and then i yeah. got his grandmother and yeah. uncle 
and then you know it's like coming out uh the you know off the bench hot you train but your first three you're like oh <laughs> and it's hard you know then they you they, they start playing defense and you're suddenly geez what am i going to do now and and that's where that film got real hard to me is okay after that i got into the realities of his crew friends and just the yeah. the 25 years of them being burned left and right wow. by this filmmaker that filmmaker you know mm. and and then i had to begin this long emotional journey to get the trust of everybody in wow. his tight circle and that that had several um lows and and oh. um but it just got to the highs that i needed okay. in the yeah. end they were like yo you're you're the guy it just took us a minute to um you know really admit that yeah you know it's, it's those projects that mm. when you look back on and say you know i could have quit a thousand times uh -huh. it's those projects that you work through that are always the best you know mm. what i mean yeah. no, no, yeah, <laughs> sure. despite the adversity how, how oh, no doubt. so that was a four-year project i mean mm. i mean was was it i mean i imagine there's a lot of times it's, it's hard to stay engaged in it or just be like yeah i mean that's a long time to oh yeah relationship. it was really hard i mean it was weird you know sometimes i would roll into our old office garrett because we did a lot of it there um and i would just be like i would just be like fuck that film fuck. yeah i'd <laughs> hear done. some sound bite again <laughs> you know just like you know i would just be like uh, you know because you you start to feel like uh you're you're just forcing it you know like am i really gonna ever is this one even gonna come out you know like it starts to get to that dark place where you're yeah. like and then you just get like you know you just get um after the fifth time of like having it smashed down and building it back up right and and then it smashes again you're you're like this is a joke, right? Wow. <laughs> like how, how, how <laughs> am I supposed highs. to then, you know, cause yeah. you swear off things. You're like, Hey, seriously, if this next thing, like you feel right. so proud, like, yo, I built it back. I right. see you guys all said I couldn't, <laughs> I did it. You kick your feet up and your own feet smash it again. And you're like, Oh, <laughs> oh well, here I go again. Watch me. And, and, you know, and then I'm, I'm having to keep Netflix who we were, you know, I'm an easygoing guy. So I'm always the one, the studio is like, yo, just do your thing. Right. I'm on budget. I'm real responsible. You know, mm. I've had to run a label that, you know, beyond <laughs> our big guy, you know, we, we <laughs> slug it out and we have to right. be smart and, and yep. do things and, and make every dollar count. Um, you know, I'm telling them the whole time, like, oh yeah, it's no worries. No worries. You know? Oh yeah. I didn't even like that footage that much. You know, I found this other stuff, you know, and really all along I was just working his best friend D rock okay. to become, you know, a guy he believed in, you know? And once I got there after the five collapses, it was the way it was meant to be, you know, in the end, that's all it was doing. These were all just me building temporary things because I, I wasn't allowed to build the main thing yet. So I just tried to see if I could get away with it. And, and in the end, he, he really started to appreciate what I was making. And it started to really make him go, that's, that's what I've been waiting for. Mm. That's the story. Everybody kind of says they would make and nobody ever went through with it 
And now yeah. you did it and here you go and let's do my interview. It was such a it was such an emotional piece, like, you know, um I was just talking about the other day or something because you know, I, I was never like a huge Biggie fan, you know, and as a matter of fact, um, you know, like, of course, like, I love the songs that they play at the club and I danced yeah, to it yeah. a million times, but, <laughs> and I know some of the verses, but it wasn't like my go-to rap thing. And it was, but man, like to, to watch the, um, the documentary and the, what you're able to, you know, to, to portray it in his life and just how tragic it was. And I didn't, I had no idea. I, yeah. that I, he would die when he was 24. I mean, I couldn't believe it, you know. So, um, yeah, I mean, I don't know. You you just really brought me in, and I felt like uh, you just told this story. And it, it after that, man, I was spinning, you know, all yeah. the bad boy shit. Yeah. Well, that's what they kept saying to me uh, all along. You know, they wanted me to I, make. They wanted me to make this legacy piece, and they wanted it to be by like fans talking about it all over the world. And right, I'm like, yeah. man, the best thing I can do is just make people really want to get back into his music and, and feel it. And I just felt like me, my own journey was, I was just like you, Garrett, same, same place with his music and only really knew it, what I only knew the notorious I, couple, you know, made that interview before the Mo Money video where he's like all laid back. And I mean, I <laughs> thought that's how he was all the time. Uh -huh. So I watched this interview the, the day before he died, you know, th at the beginning of this process. Uh -huh. And it's featured a lot in the film. And it was in San Francisco at a radio station. And mm -hmm. then he was just so sweet. And it was just amazing to watch where it just blew my mind. Like, whoa, I, I was totally off. I, I, this guy seems so much different than, than I was presented. And that's kind of where it all began. And I realized that I was probably like a, a most people who are going to watch the film. And it's trippy when an artist that's so seminal, uh, you know, nobody's really ever known them. And that's kind of something that, that we scored on, you know, that, that ended Big up time. being people were real, wanted that information on him, you know, wanted mm -hmm. to love him that way. And, and this film gave him that. And, and, you know, it's been the coolest part is getting like Instagram, you know, uh, comments from like premiere saying like yo this film you know oh, just really? like no oh way. my god That's Gary sick. you would love it like all, <laughs> all awesome. across the board every no wow. mega you know kind of star and and seminal figure from that era has really um hit me either personally or somebody wow. in the group to say yo like first you just did our voice so right and okay. secondly like thank you for all for all of hip hop nice. you know to kind of catch this it just did it you guys did it just right and wow. that's been the coolest Man. thing you know um actually I, I i remember that one part in the film where when, when they were capturing their footage they were like it was always about capturing the crowd yeah reaction i thought that was a cool moment no um, yeah I but mean, you can attest i mean there. garrett that's kind of your era you know it's funny when i when i go back to these things you know all of a sudden it felt like i was doing this like history thing but again he's my age i mean we were literally born one month apart wow we both are gemini's we both have wow. a lazy eye okay. you know it's funny stuff when i think about it, it has nothing uh, to do with with anything but it just made me feel sure. 
uh, a connection. And, you know, again, these, these are all things like when we were, when you think about his age, think about how young you were Garrett and to that, you, you know, your, your first album is seminal in that same way. It, It really brings you back to a time and place. And, and that was all he really was able to pop off. I mean, imagine that your first record record your second Mm -hmm. one and, and, that's it. You'd be real young, <laughs> you know. That's yeah. yeah. It's, it's crazy it's, because yeah. the the body of work that he did in that short time and like the yeah. just so much. Yeah. the quality of, of everything. Crazy. Like, yeah, it's, it's amazing, man. It's, yeah, yeah. It's cool to see that it. It. I mean, it did really well for Netflix. You know, what's cool is they, they. Um. You know, maybe it's when you got a movie that did well for them, but they've been you know kind of doing calls and giving me some recaps and. It was a huge success for wow. them. And, um, you know, we made it up to number Ooh. two. I got rumor of number one on, no. on their thing. And, you know, for a wow. music film it's about huge. something so specific, you know, that's cool because it means it hit at another level. And and it's fun to share those analytics. I mean, they were yeah. they were sharing me stuff that would have meant we would have done like, you know, 200 million at the box office when they start going and you're like, that is insane. (laughs) And I know it's not apples to apples, but it's cool to see the analytics and to be able, because again, tribes I put out in a very dated system with, with uh, an independent film company that was just like, yo, see it in the two theaters and we'll get our money back $14 at a time, you know? (laughs) And then to go flip and do it for this, you know, kind of way in which people can just watch it anywhere. It just felt so cool to me to Mm. be like, yeah, just check it out on Netflix. You know, I was like, that was so much better. And I was, it just, you know, made me realize when that's clicking, it's about the coolest Thing, you know you can fight it all you want but man uh putting a movie out and to see it connect the way mine got to through netflix was insane and then just the data they can share with you is just real fun wow. it's real fun it's like a little bit when things are good you know it's a bit of a celebration of your hard work and right, right. and so it's nice to you'll get all nerdy with it yeah let me hear more of those analytics okay <laughs> so like um yeah so um What'd you do to celebrate the premiere? Oh yeah, it was real, <laughs> real high class. I mean, you know, we had nothing. That that's been the, you know, my premiere was like this. You know, I mean, I got to do great interviews with people, truly excited to talk about the movie, and and you know, I was really putting out the film was this. It was just doing these interviews on Zoom. I didn't do one thing in person, so that mm-hmm. was kind of trippy because I feel like they would have bought like the Barclays Center um, for a night and we would have had probably the best premiere ever. Sure. But, you know, instead it was this and and I think I went um, and played golf with my kids, you know, at night and had a beer and like was just kind of laughing about, <laughs> you know, uh, my <clears throat> ball and status. Hmm. <laughs> so uh, I'm curious, Emmett, uh, you know, when we get back into a, a new world, you going back to the studio, you go back into face to face kind of thing back in the, back sure. in the office, so to speak. I think so. I, I, I have an office in Los Angeles and, um, I, I definitely have one person in there now and, uh, and somebody's starting to edit. I'm kind of archiving all the Jack Johnson and Garrett, some of our earliest stuff. Um, just going back and taking advantage of this time 
to do that. And that's been cool because we shot almost everything on film and mm. all our surf films and all that stuff. So I've been getting that prepped in my office and I'm actually heading to get my second vaccine. Congrats. Yeah. It's awesome. So that's Game changer. <laughs> yeah. I'm getting um, mine so tomorrow. Yeah, <laughs> I'm already shooting a shit ton. You know, I'm already, cool. I mean, I shot Tom Brady and Patrick oh, nice. Mahomes last week Noah. And, nice. um, uh, for this John Madden project. So I'm already in it and I'm sniffing, you know, like you, as I stated, this is a, a fairly unforgiving business and I got a bit of a hot hand and I'm out trying to see what I, what kind of collateral I could get in okay. return uh, via a, a better script. You know, I, I would just like to get um, maybe into a heavier weight class, I hope, where I might get get at some projects or something that I have may, that I've been wanting to do for a long time might resonate more um, now. So I'm, I'm hustling currently okay. um, in a big way. Wow. That's awesome. Take it back hustle. to the... Take it back. Yeah. I mean, that's yeah, it's it's isn't it, it doesn't. Where does it stop? I mean, yeah, it does. Where does the it's hustle weird, stop? Gary. Because I know, you know like, it, you, it's almost like you just you you just hit multi platinum, yeah, and now you're back on the streets. Like, I know. Well, you know, it's you're energized. Always, yeah, well, it's 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 weird, and I, it goes a lot to what I was saying, and you can feel it in my voice, the <clears> highs and lows, and the, of this business. You know, I'll go do a film like that that feels like, well, I'm kind of, I'm, you know, hey, man, I kind of, I'm the guy right here. Right. <laughs> and, and then I'll go do like pitch on a, um, you know, I'll call it a middle of the road commercial and not get it. Wow. And you're like, wait a minute. But, you know, so just, every, time I, <laughs> every time I feel like it's going to come easy, it doesn't. Wow. And, um, yeah. and, and my path has always been a bit of a, grind in a good way like i yep. felt like it's been a worthwhile grind much like yours but i think it'll just be that way garrett i just think like you know we're seeing we're just prioritizing a little different so i care a little less about like oh shit i don't you know i'm not um like uh, competitive as much as i used to be but i'm certainly not looking to make um you know i hope the biggie movie's not my best movie you know, right, I'm sure. like, if I'm going to go do a movie and put the time in, I'm going to do it and, and make it like the next one. I got to mm. even be more excited to do it because that's the good thing is now I'm kind of like, it's got to be good to, to get my interest and get that enthusiasm up. And so I, I'll just hopefully let something drag that out of me. But I, I bet the grind will never be up for me because it, feels pretty clear you know this is my career path you yeah, know is, is kind of yeah. more like a bit bit more and my brother same way we just we're cool to do it i think people like working with us for that reason is that we we get in the trenches and we really make things with with our crews and have fun and and feel always that's kind of like the the style we are and yeah, I don't know. I, I bet you never. I, I am surfing a lot now, and um, quite possibly my semi-pro surf oh, career uh, <laughs> could, could be uh, heating late. up here in the in the eight oh five. And it, so it, 
it's hard for me to hear that christian because uh i i always kind of fancied that emmett and i were kind of this uh similar <laughs> skill level but yeah, i yeah. have a feeling that all the water time he's got uh especially this past year has, has, has surpassed me i think you need a lot more water time to get good at surfing that's for sure i think surfers I are the best athletes in the world yeah, yeah, but Garrett's a proper surfer, you know, so nice. we are, I think we're kind of, you know, again, I think we hover in the same uh, class. Okay. Um, just right now I'm in peak, peak oh, uh, shape, you know, so he's going to take all the heat. That's man. a big difference. <laughs> no, but, but like, you know, yeah, man, you got a beautiful family and, um, you know, you've done, been doing well for a lot of years, you know what I mean? And you, you've wear, you, you, you've worn and continue to wear so many hats um you know i guess you know and and yeah so what what are what are some of the things that drive you like is it is yeah is it to make a legacy is it financial is it just a love of continuous all these different projects like and and you know, like you said, especially with the musical stuff that we've worked on together, aside from Jack, most of it hasn't made any money. It's been a lot of work, like mm -hmm. serious labor of love. And sometimes like we'd be working on a record, a G Love record, and I'd be like, why the hell is Emmett like even <laughs> fucking with me? Because, uh, you know, we, yeah. you know we're going to so and, but yeah, like, so yeah, like speak to that. Yeah, it's a deep why are you question, doing you know. What's what's I, the drive? What are the driving factors? You know? Yeah, it's a, that's a heavy one, Garrett. You know, almost makes me like a, get a little emotional thinking about it, especially uh, with you asking it because you you know me super good for most of my life. Um, I don't know. I bet you it's just a little bit of all of it. You know, like I, I think my legacy is important. I've always appreciated that, even from the beginning when we kind of did those films with Chris Malloy, my cousin, and Jack. Um, we created the moonshine conspiracy and yeah. it felt like we mm -hmm. like created something. And mm. I got, I really um, felt a lot of value in that, you know, like what, how cool was that to make something that feels like it will last a, a bit, you know, cause when you're doing music videos, they, they felt like pretty, like uh, you just pump them out, you know? And, and, and then you start to get some bands that, that are like, wow, shit, I'm going to do a white stripes video. Like, they do really good videos. I don't want to wow. do the first bad white stripes video. And that's when I started with the surf movies and everything started to feel like, Oh, wow. People judge you and they, they give you like, you get reviews and you start to go like, well, man, I gotta, I gotta make these things good, you know, and I, I really want to be good at this. And, and if it's going to be my job, you know, and then that's where the work ethic kicks in. So suddenly you're like, yeah, you're thinking your legacy a little bit. I have those thoughts always on my mind, to be honest, you know, um, and, and I, even my last name, like I have, you know, cousins that were real famous and then your last name starts to take a little prestige and you're like, hmm. okay, you know, um, I gotta also be like, you know, I got to get in the mix in the Malloy <laughs> lineup, you know, like which, and so all those things are more just positives. They, they make you like kind of go and consider the things that you're doing and, and put some thought into, um, you know, kind of how you're going to get better and better projects and build your brand, you know? So I, I think Garrett, it's a little bit of a mall, but like the, the label, same thing, both aspects. It's like, with Jack right out of the gates, it was more like, 
okay, how do we keep this our own thing? Like, you know, when he got the success that he did, it was more like as his manager, you're going to operate way better. And as your friend with it feeling like it's kind of your family running the thing, it was almost like good management, you know? And again, that goes back to like, that was kind of part legacy, but also just part like family, you know, like let's just protect ourselves. You know, if it's mm -hmm. just always Kim, me, you, we'll, we'll do great, mm -hmm. you know? And then mm -hmm. you have that and then you want to just, then you're like, Hey, we got this, you know, kind of label. Let's, let's get some friends, some more friends in and you know, <laughs> who's the guy we owed it all to really, you know, is Garrett. Like he got us kind of the kick in and then we get in there and, you know, it's like a, you know, like the first guy we're going to bring in is the only dude we know in the music <laughs> business who's kind of now considered a friend, you know, like, and so, you know, I think all those things are moves to like strengthen family, but they are legacy moves. Cause you're, sure. you know, we didn't bring you in there as a charity thing. We brought you in there cause we were like, man, we got to make a great label. So right, right. How, let's get in, you know, the best musician we know and let's build our label with, with the guy we know and the guy that we think has the talent to do so. And so, I don't know, I think in the end, Garrett, like I, I just, I like to work on a lot of things. And, and now luckily I found this balancing act where it all gets to kind of feel part of the legacy. And, and I, mm. I hope that, you know, now I look at my body of work and be, you know, I'm kind of like, all right, now, I do have something, you know, to kind of feel, you know, I, I, it feels more satisfying, you know, post the last couple of films and a few things, I feel more satisfied as a director. <clears throat> I felt that way as a record boss a while ago, just cause Jack, just his, his highs were so high that, that it's tough to ever think you could ever go there again. You know, hmm. that was like one of those, like, wow, can you believe that? Uh, and so that one just felt like, wow, right out of the gates, it like, it just, it was a crazy success. You know, my directing career has been like, I got to, I want my legacy to be a little more like the guys I grew up loving the Spike Joneses, mm -hmm. the Michelle Gondry's, the Chris Cunningham's, those were the directors that really inspired me. And I felt like, you know, they, they just had more, you know, some better stuff in their lineup and I, I had to get at and, and try to, I'm still working on that, you know, still, still nipping and uh, feel like I, I got, you know, a few more good ones to go without a doubt. That's awesome. Right on well, cool. This has been a Yeah, I know I didn't get fun. much digital um, stuff in, guys. Sorry if we <laughs> no, want to no, ask no. a few <laughs> digital specific questions. It's all in the life of. No, man. You did. I tried to. I talked to analytics. I threw in that word. Uh, you know, <laughs> you a couple of words, man. <laughs> that was great. Uh, yeah, hey, yeah. Thank you, guys. Thank oh, you. Thank you. It's been, uh, it's been a lot of fun. Yeah, yeah, it's cool. it's it's really great to hear all that stuff. I mean, I'm just, I know I'm stoked, I, I feel like I got a lot more gear because I feel like we and didn't even get what, into I know, well, some well, other things, you know. Emmett's a, hum, a humble guy. And look, <laughs> Emmett's a very humble guy, but he will say he will say this that uh, do you know that uh, out of Jack, Emmett, and I, who's got the <laughs> Grammy? 
Emmett's got the fucking Grammy, man. He's got the Grammy. I got the Grammy nom. Jack didn't even get anything yet, but I know it's so funny, man. Like the weirdest. Oh, he did get a nom. I didn't know. He got it for like a Black Eyed Peas record where they sampled gone and then he got another oh. one he got like for sitting waiting wishing it was oh, like okay some good. that year he got two noms but oh that's sweet. that's that's pretty weak for a guy that's got his body of work you know meaning it's, that's yes that's, that doesn't feel accurate you know to <laughs> me but you know again jack the grammys you know whatever they appreciate uh you know, the people who do a lot for the society and does it, and Jack does a lot for his society and his neighborhood and his, you know, island, but he's just not the guy out doing all the music care events and things that, that those things are fueled by, you know? That's me defending him. Uh, oh, well, I that, mean, that was yeah, I mean, actually, I was, thinking, I was thinking, <laughs> I was thinking, I was kind of, okay, I was thinking about the, the Grammys because, like, I've, you know, a lot of people once you just get your foot in the door it seems like yeah. you're in you it and they're going to keep calling on you yeah and uh because i was talking about garrett you feeling that yeah, i'm feeling it but i was yeah. talking to i was talking to luther dickinson and he's got for instance he's got nine grammy nominations Agreed. Wow. i mean robert carranza has like 13. man <laughs> um then... yeah i mean what well, you guys are, have been the ultimate curators like i mean you know just working with you guys for so many years like everything it's it's really interesting because um the overall sense is that everything is super laid back and just flowy which it is Mm -hmm. and it's very authentic in that way but there's you know everything's very thought out and curated you know it's yeah it's a huge part of guys process i think that gets into the legacy thing i think we've always had kind of a point of view and from early on we were like our own label our own studio and and then you got to kind of have a vibe and you know our mentors and influences were you know kind of the labels that were like that and the Mm -hmm. studios that were like that where you knew you knew what they were you knew what you were going to get and early on for sure we were real heavy that way and I think we've loosened up and as a filmmaker for sure you know, I can't be that way unless I'm just going to do a Wes Anderson film. You know, I'm kind of game to do all kinds of films. I like making people laugh, cry. I just realized now my thing is it just has, I've realized my number one thing that people seem to react to in my work is just the honesty of it, you know? So shit, what does that mean? That means I could do anything. (laughs) I could give a go at any, any type of film as long as at the core it kind of had some of those things that maybe allow me to be good at it. Then I'm on my way. And w- once I got there, it felt real liberating as a director. Cause then mm. I was not feeling so like, Oh, I gotta be precious. Cause I, I wasn't ever feeling like a precious director. You know, I was feeling always like a good listener and like, Oh, okay, cool. That seems good. I like that aspect of it. And I would find a way in and then I'd, I'd have the comfort I needed to do it regardless of the genre. Mm. Well, and man, um, you know, we can't thank you enough for, yeah. for your time thank and, you. uh, and your honesty and of course, here's to your yeah. legacy, man. And, and as your <laughs> brother and friend, man, I'm so proud of you, man. Oh, yeah. just, Same uh, in return, it's, Garrett. It's great to just hear about you and not you putting it 
uh, giving it to somebody else like you always do. So I, this is this is about you, man. Yeah, um, I appreciate it. It's fun to uh, talk this way because it it makes you feel super proud and appreciative. And for a business that kind of you know you got to be there. So I'm 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 happy. My confidence is high right now. I love it. So all right. Yeah. So just before we wrap, uh, we gotta we have we like to do a couple speed rapid round questions. Okay. Great. Cool. Are we good, Christian? Yeah, do it. Let's do it. Okay. All right. Um, you want to go first? Yeah, sure. Let's, yeah. All right, I'll get started. Uh, a punk or hip hop? Uh, punk. All right. Okay. East Coast or West Coast? I mean, come on. Take West. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm hardcore West. Well, I know where you live, and I, I have an idea yeah, of the answer. I got away but... from Philly, so oh, you know, that, Jersey that, Shore, you baby. There you that go. gives me a, a real open lane. Uh, <laughs> Northern or Southern California? Uh, Northern, even though I live in ah. Southern. I'm, I'm a NorCal. That's where I'm meant to be, in a tie-dye, sitting up there. <laughs> awesome. Uh, Dodgers, Lakers, or Rams? Uh, I'm going to have to go Lakers. Okay. T tough over Dodgers, but Lakers, certainly not Rams. I was a Raider guy. I thought for sure you're going to, you said Lakers, right? I thought yeah. for sure you're going to say Dodgers. I mean, yeah, I mean, I love the Dodgers, <laughs> but you know, the Showtime Lakers were, were just okay. some of the greatest moments of my life. <laughs> Let's see. Uh, best to work with actors or athletes? Athletes. Nice. Longboard or fish? Oh, well, um, <laughs> I, I, I'm going to go longboard right now because I'm off fishes. I feel okay. like they're, they're uh, limiting. I'm, I'm, I'll take a longboard these days, but uh, I'd take another shortboard besides okay. a fish. All right. Um, <laughs> I just make it one up off the top of my head here. Yeah. Al Merrick or Chris Christensen? Oh, I don't want to Gosh. get you in trouble or something. <laughs> I'm going to take a Christensen just because I, I like the um, – the, uh, kind of the spirit of his shit. I like the era he reminisces. Okay, nice. I'm a what single you, fin guy. Uh, that was my next question. Yeah. What's your fin setup? Single <laughs> I'm, I prefer a single fin, um, you know, when, when when I can get away with it. All right. Uh, and then how can people get in touch with you? Yeah. Or, um, or, hear what, or just hear what you're doing. <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to, I'll, on Instagram, the Malloy's uh, is a good one for our work stuff. And then our website, uh, I think it's the Malloy Brothers, is probably the best thing. I definitely get all our current work up there and, um, you know, just kind of share the good stuff. And then, and, you know, whatever. I, I think just sometimes commercials just hit long before you can post them. So maybe just, you know, be on the lookout. We have a Dream Team series coming out um, on the, you know, kind of Olympic dream team. And that's a five hour series that oh, I'm excited man. about oh, wow. uh, that we did kind of at the same time as the Biggie film. Ah, that's sick. So cool. Yeah, it's good. It'll be fun for sure. I'm excited. I got to hang with magic for a whole day at Dodger stadium. So oh, that was wow. cool. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> so cool. Yeah. Emmett, thank you so much, man. This yeah, is awesome. Thank you, guys. Garrett, I'll talk yeah. to you soon, bud. All right, Em, have a great yeah, day. Dude. Say hey to the fam. Love you, brother. Yeah. Peace. Yeah. Love you, too. <laughs> Thanks for listening to the Digital Transformationists podcast brought to you by Precipio Consulting. Precipio Consulting provides flexible, scalable, expert-level IT and business solutions to enhance productivity and decrease cost. 
Check out our other episodes, access show notes and links, and listen to some great bonus content on our website at precipio.com. Like what you heard? Subscribe, rate, and leave us a review wherever you listen to podcasts. And tell a friend, we love making new friends. I'm executive producer Katie Thomas. Victor Vargas is our lead engineer. Alejandro Caballero is our editor. Rodrigo Martinez and Stephanie Harrison are our writers. If you want to find out how we can help you with your organization's digital transformation, or if you just want to find out more about digital transformation, send us an email at contact at Thanks for tuning in.